there's healing and deliverance, that you sent your word and it healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Thank you for healing and deliverance, even as we hear the word of God today and we act on that word. In Jesus' name, and everybody shout amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated if you want to. Praise the Lord. It's always a blessing to be here with all of you and to be here with Pastor David and Vicki Sharon. They are two of the best pastors that I know in the whole world. So they're just none better, none better than Pastor David and Vicki. And uh, what an example they are of faith and perseverance in every situation for many years. Amen. Don't you like to see somebody for many years just keep on serving the Lord? And so this church is a testimony of the goodness of God, and you are a testimony of the faithfulness of God. So, uh, wow, we came here when this was just dirt, right? Me and Pastor David, it's only dirt here. Amen. I mean, believe the Lord has done some things since the dirt. Praise God. So no matter what you're dealing with, you follow the Lord, and he's doing mighty things. So we're always blessed. Thank you for your, your friendship. Thank you for your partnership with us over the years. And the word, actually, when the whole thing broke out with the virus, uh, churches and everybody shut down. And uh, if you're a traveling minister, that could be a problem, right? Instead, we just decided to multiply. So we started preaching five days a week. And then Kenneth Copeland Ministries put us on their direct TV now uh, five days a week. And we're on, uh, anyway, we're reaching millions, millions, millions more people than we were four months ago. So uh, the word is grown multiplying. So we're happy, praise the Lord, and blessed to be here. Wow. And then you don't want to miss tonight at 6.30. 6.30. And uh, some of y'all need to come two or three times so I can recognize you. I mean, you got the mask on. I'm like, now who is that anyhow? Um, so yeah, yeah, twinkle your eyes or something so I can figure out who you are. And um, uh, Trina is going to teach the next service at 12 on Psalm 107.20. He sent his word and it healed them. Mm, so, wow, so you want to be here at 12. Is that a good one? That's a good one, Psalms 107.20. Praise the Lord. Open your Bible to Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20 because it happened to be that 2020 turned out to be a Second Chronicles 20. And then it happened to be a Second Chronicles 2020. <laughs> and that's why we started the year, and apparently that's the way we're going to finish it. <laughs> so this whole year uh, has been an unusual year, uh, and uh, yet we believe Second Chronicles 20, 20 is exactly what is happening this year. And you know Second Chronicles 20, 20, uh, it says, believe the Lord and you'll be established, believe his prophets and you will prosper. Amen. But go to the first verse because we're going to kind of read most of this chapter so we don't miss any of the steps that they went through to uh, see the blessing and see the victory. So 2 Chronicles 20, and we're going to start with verse 1, and I'm going to read, and uh, we'll get through all the different steps. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 1, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1, and uh, you that are watching online, just do what we do here. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1, came to pass after this also the children of Moab, children of Ammon, and uh, with the other beside the Ammonites against, um, came against Jehoshaphat, and they came to cause trouble. They came to fight, came to battle. And then 
Uh, and then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, verse 2, There comes a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. Behold, they be in and list the place of that which is in Gedi. And then verse 3, And Jehoshaphat did what? <laughs> he said he got scared. <laughs> How many of y'all ever got scared? Don't lie. How many of y'all ever got scared? <laughs> like, Ooh, I'm in trouble now. And so that's what Jehoshaphat was doing. He, he got afraid. It says, and he set himself to seek the Lord. I mean, you know, when you're facing a situation, that's a good idea. So Jehoshaphat set himself to seek the Lord, proclaimed to fast throughout all Judah. Verse 4, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Verse 5, Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Verse 6, and notice this. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in his thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? I mean, that's a good way to start praying right there. So he's not really praying the problem. He's really talking about God, how big God is. And so he says, none is able to withstand thee. Verse 7, art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, gave us to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever. And verse 8, and they dwelt therein, they built thee a sanctuary therefore in thy name, saying, verse 9, that when, when or if or any time evil comes upon us, like sword or judgment, pestilence or uh, uh, any kind of famine, when trouble or evil comes, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, for then wilt thou hear and help. Verse 10, and now behold the children of Ammon and Moab, Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. He said, verse 11, Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. Verse 12, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us, neither know we what to do, but look at the last phrase, but our eyes are upon thee. All right, you should have that underlined in your Bible, right? Our eyes are where? Upon thee. Verse 13, and all of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. All right, underline that in your Bible. And it says the whole nation so you got the married people, you got the individuals, you got the young people, you got the children. In other words, this is a, a all ages, all family situation. I mean, you know, your children, your grandchildren, when you're facing a crisis, need to know where the answer is going to come from. Let's try that again. I said, your children, your grandchildren. The big people, the little people, everybody gathered together to seek the Lord and to hear from God. And so it says they're all together. In other words, this is no time for the children to be playing, no time for the teenagers to be on video games. In other words, we're all involved in this situation. Amen. So that even... Years from now, when you face a crisis, you will know exactly how to deal with that. What a great time to teach your children. 
Verse 14, and then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of so-and-so, he said, a Levite, the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Everybody say, thank God for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> How many believe the Holy Spirit's active today? And so the Holy Spirit came to give them a word, verse 15, and he said, Hearken ye all, Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid, don't be dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Now, how many of you got that underlined in your Bible? He said, don't be afraid, don't be upset, don't be confused. We know you're facing a great multitude. And it looks impossible to you. He said, but the battle is what? The battle is not even yours. It is God's. Look at verse 16. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziv. You shall find them at the end of the brook. Behold, the wilderness of Jeru 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 Verse 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Praise the Lord. God has never said, uh-oh. He always has a plan. And he said, you don't need to fight. This is not a people fight. You don't need to fight in this battle. And so the Lord told me years ago when I was in a challenge, he said, sometimes the biggest fight to faith is the fight you have to fight to keep from fighting. You know what that means? That means don't, don't get involved on a natural level and try to fight it yourself. You'll just mess it all up. Verse 17, you don't need to fight in this battle. Set yourself or position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah, Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You don't need to fight. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. How many plan on seeing the salvation of the Lord in every situation? I said in every situation. And we will not settle for 50% victory. Come on now. We're not going to take three steps and leave out two steps. We're going to take every step and we will not settle for 50% victory. In other words, we're going to follow these steps until we get 100% victory in every situation that you're facing right now. Not settling. There's no negotiation here. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Y'all ready for the next step? Verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Verse 19. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. So they fell down, they humbled themselves to worship God. Then it says, then they stood up and started praising God with a loud voice. Amen. Apparently loud is necessary. All right, let's try that one more. I said loud is necessary. 
This is not no whispering victory here. This is a loud, hollering, shouting, praising. We call this getting ugly for Jesus. Well, come on now. You, don't, you ain't going to be pretty in this situation. You're just going to get real loud and praise God. I'm not ashamed of God. I know his goodness. I know his power. I know his promises. I know his faithfulness. And I'm going to praise him out loud right now. If people can curse out loud, I can praise out loud. Praise the Lord. Come on, just practice for a minute. Praise the Lord. So I'm fixing to get loud in here right now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Woo, praise the Lord. Come on, he's your God. He's your Father's God. Come on, he's your Redeemer. I praise him with a loud voice. When people tell you to get quiet, you just say, I'm fixing to get louder right now. I'm getting loud in the morning. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You, come on, you got to get it loud enough to at least get your own attention. Let me finish reading. All right, let's take another step here. Then they rose up early in the morning, went forth to William of Tekoa, and went forth to Jehoshaphat, stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe. Believe. That is your best talent. Is when your believer is working. Have you been in a situation where Jesus said, where is your believer? He said, where's your faith? In other words, you don't just approach everything naturally. He said, believe. When you're a believer... He said, you believe in the Lord, believe the word of God, and believe the prophets of God. He said, and you will be established. In other words, you're not going to be moved by what you see. You're not moved by what you feel. You're moved only by what you believe, and you believe God. That's why Paul said in the middle of a storm, he said, everybody cheer up because I believe God. Listen, one believer in any situation can turn everything for everybody else. I'm a believer. Come on, I expect the voice of the believers in America today to affect this whole nation, to affect all of Las Vegas. Do we have any believers here? Because the believers, when you lift your voice, you might be in a storm, but everybody cheer up. I believe God. It shall be as he told me. I said, everybody cheer up. I believe God. Let's keep reading here. Verse 21, and when they had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness as he went forth before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Let's try that together. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Look at the next verse, verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against their enemies. When they began to what? When they started singing and praising God. And imagine the kind of weapons that their enemies brought to this battle. 
and one praiser messed all of them up. <laughs> Come on. When they begin to sing and to praise, that opened the door where the Lord said, you don't need to fight in this battle. I'll take care of the whole thing for you. Even though you don't need to fight, there is something you have to do. He said, set yourself, establish your position, and praise the Lord, and magnify the Lord, and praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, does anybody here believe in the Lord? The Lord. Come on, the Lord. Come on, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord, the almighty God. Set ambushments against their enemies. How many think this story might be in the Bible for a reason? How many think it might even work 2,000 years later? How many believe it'll work in your situation? Praise the Lord. Come on, we gathered our whole family when we were facing a crisis and dealing with our grandson, all the kids, come on, all the grandkids. The Lord, in other words, we set our affection and we look to the Lord and we magnify the Lord. We do not deny that there's problems here and problems there and problems here, but the Lord God, he's the almighty God. I believe in the power of God and we just started praising God. Praising God. Even when I'm in church, come on, my wife or my kids, if I happen to be at a meeting, the kids are little, and they'd be sitting over there, and they've been fooling around. I say, I reach over there, I'll just thump them on the back of the head. Boom. If it wasn't for the Lord, you wouldn't even be alive right now. Now, get up and praise the Lord. In other words, the Lord is the one that kept us alive. Come on, the house you're in. Come on, the car we're driving. That came from the Lord. So we're going to praise the Lord, not just mama praising, not just daddy praising, but the children praising. Come on, the young people praising. Everybody praising God. Praise the Lord. Woo! So what happened when they did that? Said so the Lord just set ambushments against their enemies. And their enemies were smitten, defeated. And then what happened? Well, it so says they saw their enemies disappear. Woo! Whatever kind of enemy you're facing right now, it might be physical, it might be mental, it might be emotional, it might be financial, but right here this day, come on, right here this morning, whatever you're facing can suddenly just disappear. I say, that thing is gone. Come on, it was there when I got here, but it's all over right now, and it's all disappeared out of your body, out of your mind. And then it says this, and it says, they, and when Jehoshaphat and his people, this is verse 25, came to take away the spoil of them. They found abundance and riches and dead bodies. They found precious jewels, and they took for themselves more than they could carry away, and they were three days gathering that spoil. So somehow these armies had brought gold and silver and diamonds with them out. To, and so while they're praising the Lord, they're all smitten. They kill each other. And they go out there and they start getting the stuff and it took them three days to get the stuff. How many think that's a pretty radical turnaround 
When you don't even know if you're going to live the day before, and now you're out there getting the diamonds, getting the gold, and a big turnaround, three days gathering the spoil. If you will dare to lift your voice in this season right now in your life, come on, the devil's trying to block what's coming to you in the next three months, in the next six months. If you will dare to lift your voice, come on, you'll be gathering the spoil of this situation, a turnaround, and you'll be praising God and magnifying God. And they named that place the Valley of Blessing. Come on, quit talking about 2020 like it's a mess and start saying 2020 I call it the year of blessing I call it the year of victory I believe God and I'm not going to be silent about it say praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever let's say it together praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever Let's say it together. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Woo. Now we have quoted C.S. Lewis. That joy is the serious business of heaven. That's one of my favorite quotes. Joy is the serious business of heaven. Or we just do joy as serious business. But I started reading this and I'm like, I think praise is a serious business of heaven. In other words, in the middle of that voice of praise, it opens up heaven and God takes care of serious business. I right, go to Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Psalm 149, Psalms 150. Can you find that? Praise the Lord. Here's what it says, Psalm 149, verse 6. Psalms 149, verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Now, I can't see your mouth, but I believe you got one. Let the high praises of God be in your what? Mouth. And a two-edged sword in your hand. Boy, that sounds like the warriors are here right now. He says, to execute vengeance upon the heathen, punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. He says the high praises of God in your mouth. And then he says a two-edged sword in your hand. Right? And then he says... While you're praising God, he says it will execute vengeance upon the heathen. It will bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. In other words, he's talking about unseen principalities and powers. <laughs> Strategies of the devil 
come against you individually or against our nation. And he says, while you're praising God, a two-edged sword in your hand, he said, then things that God has planned for you are suddenly in execution. They begin to work. And your enemies and strategies of the enemies, he said, they are smitten. Kings are bound, principalities and powers, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. In other words, demonic strategies against your life are bound while you're praising God. That means whatever the devil planned, he'll have to go back and start something over again because that plan ain't going to work. Praise God. Come on now, praise God. Come on, get the sword in your hand. Get the high praises in your mouth. And then he says this. In other words, something's happening while you're praising God. And then he says, this honor have all of his saints. Ah, this honor, this authority, this privilege have all of his saints. In other words, you don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be an evangelist. Come on. You don't have to be on TV. All you got to do is be a believer. He said, every believer has this authority and this honor. And when you exercise that place of honor, come on. He says, it sets things in motions that God has planned for your life. So then he says, Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 150, let's read it while we're in the neighborhood. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him with the loud cymbals and praise him with high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Come on, I can't hear you. Let everything. Come on, David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Praise the Lord. Psalm 34, look at that real quickly here. Psalm 34. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Y'all ready? Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Do what? Magnify the Lord. So don't magnify the problem. I said, don't magnify the problem. Problem's big enough as it is. Turn to Acts 16. You know this story. You know most of these stories, it's just doing them that helps. Acts 16, verse 25. Y'all know this one, right? Acts 16, 25. At midnight. What's that mean? Darkest hour? At midnight. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God, and the prisoners heard them at midnight. 
That's the darkest hour. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. So that means it was not a silent praise. It said all the prisoners heard them. So at midnight, while they're singing praise to God, anybody know what happened? Y'all know the story, don't you? The power of God came down on their address in that prison and that night. In other words, God knows where your address is. He knows where you live. He knows what the situation is, and he'll come to you and visit you right in that hour. And at midnight, God didn't come down and say, well, y'all got three more months of this. No, right then the power of God came down. Bam, hit the prison. Matter of fact, you might have a longer time there if you don't start praising better. I said that midnight, that night they got delivered that night. <laughs> and what happened? Power of God came down, shook the prison, all the doors came open, and all the chains fell off, all the stocks came open, out come Paul and Silas, and everybody else came out of prison. But at midnight, Paul and Silas, they could have looked at each other and said what? How did this, how did this happen? How many ever had a situation that you were not planning on? And you're like, how did this happen? I mean, these are two mighty men, Paul on assignment from God, and he's right in the middle of the will of God. People say, well, if you were in the will of God, you wouldn't be having all that trouble. I say, if you ain't having trouble, you're not in the will of God. I mean, Paul had trouble everywhere. The devil's going to see to it that every kind of storm comes against your life. But when you know this, it don't matter what kind of storm comes against you. The scripture says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. All you got to say is, I know the Lord's got a plan to bring me out of this situation, redeem my life. And at midnight, whoo, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So Paul and Silas, and, and they could have started blaming each other. Couldn't they? Say, yeah, you're the one who had the vision. I don't know why he had the vision, and that's up over here. You have to be careful when you're in trouble that you don't start attacking each other in the middle of your trouble. Because you're there, obviously, and however you got there, God wants to get you out. So instead of blaming each other, Now, now, here's the way my mama did it, because let's just say uh, something's going on, and uh, people would say, well, you know, it, it, it's flu season. We're talking about the virus, and they say December's coming up, boy, and, and if you've got trouble with it in August. And so, boy, they got it, boy, they got a thing ready. Oh, it's the flu season, right? And they'll say that. Oh, or, you know, I ended up getting put in jail, so I, I could blame my friends. So they're the ones who caused me trouble. But no matter what was going on, my mama would always say, it's the devil. 
It don't matter who's involved. It don't matter what happened. If it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's the devil. So instead of attacking each other, quit blaming the Democrats. Quit blaming the Republicans. Quit blaming the governor. Quit blaming everybody else. Say, it's the devil. And we got authority over the devil now in the name of Jesus. And by the blood of Jesus, we will not be silent in this situation. No matter who's involved, it's the devil. And he's a defeated foe. And Jesus is Lord. So at midnight, Paul and Silas did not attack each other. Woo! Come on, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. That's not our fight. Praise the Lord. And it says they lifted their voice. So I could imagine this. I thought I'd check out this video when I get to heaven of Paul and Silas. You get to heaven, watch this video. At midnight, in the inner prison, it's dark. Their hands are bound. Feet are bound. Jail's locked up. Come on, it's nasty in there. Stinks in there. Their backs are bleeding and they're in pain and they're disappointed and they're ashamed. How did they get in this situation? But at midnight, I imagine the Apostle Paul saying, all right, Mr. Devil. How many would like to go ahead and acknowledge that it is the devil? All right, Mr. Devil. He's not blaming the whole Roman Empire right now. All right, Mr. Devil, looks like you did a good job, Mr. Devil. You got my hands bound, got my feet bound, got me embarrassed and ashamed. Come on. Got my back bleeding and I'm in pain. I'm in the darkest prison right now. All right, Mr. Devil, looks like you did a good job. But Mr. Devil, you made one mistake. You just made one mistake. You should have taped my mouth shut because as long as I can open my mouth, come on, I can move a mountain if I can just lift my voice. So at midnight, they said, Devil, I acknowledge you did this and you did that, but you ain't winning in this situation. You should have taped my mouth shut. Long as I can open my mouth. You do not have a right to remain silent. I said you do not have a right to remain silent. You have to open your mouth and start praising the Lord and magnifying the Lord and lifting your voice. And here's when the Lord told me this. He said your voice is your address in the realm of the Spirit. No other voice like your voice. Your individual voice and the corporate voice of the church. Your voice is your address. And the power of God, while they were praising, serious business. When they began to sing and to praise, while Paul and Silas are praising, the power of God. But let's try this again. I know y'all believe in God, but a lot of people don't act like they believe he's got any power. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we go to church. Come on. We ain't talking about just going to church. We're talking about a God with tremendous power available. While they were praising God, 
their voice went all the way up into heaven and the almighty power of God came down and shook the prison, chains fell off, doors came open, and everybody came out. Oh, let's try it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, God ordained strength to come out of your mouth to silence the enemy, to stop the strategies of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Listen, in your life and in your situation, I declare a turnaround for 2020 in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus. Listen, in your body, in your mind, in your family, in your children, come on, in your finances, in your job, I will not be silent. I'm going to praise him. His mercy endures forever. He is my God. I'm going to praise him in the morning, praise him in the evening. I'm going to get some praisers to come over. Come on, more people would have miracles if they could just get a miracle and stay cute. You're going to have to get ugly if you want a miracle in a situation where it looks like everything's against you and you say, I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to magnify the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm not ashamed of Him. He's my Redeemer. This is your serious business transaction while you're praising the Lord and magnifying the Lord and giving glory to God and praising Him. Ha, ha, ha. Now listen, they did not praise until three soldiers dropped dead. They praised until every one of them are dead. You say, what you talking about? I'm talking about praising, not till you see just a little bit of results, but praising till the whole situation has changed and the landscape has changed and everything turned around and you're gathering up this fall. You just say, I'm going to praise him in the morning. I'm going to lift my voice while I'm praising him. Praise God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. You say, where did you learn this lesson? From my mama. I said, from my mama. And while we were praising the first service, I saw my mama in glory. She's in heaven right now. Hey! Somebody on the other side saying, keep that up. Keep on praising. Don't be quiet about it. Lift your voice. God's on your side. The blood been applied. God said, you don't need to fight in this time. Praise the Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. 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 
I know. I know the instructions are complicated. Excuse me. Listen, even if you rode the short bus to school, you can do this. I said, Eve, this is not complicated. Come on, you don't have to be a, a NASA space scientist. All you got to do is be a praiser and just walk through your house. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. I could have fallen and never gotten up again, but his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. I give him glory right now. He's my God. Great is his faithfulness. Praise the Lord. While you're driving in your car, praise the Lord. I give him glory. Jesus is my Lord. I'm redeemed by the blood. Praise the Lord. <laughs> If you think you're the one exception that's going to get victory some other way, I'm so sorry to tell you. God is the same. The way is the same. The word is the same. Lillian B. Yeoman said God's not only going to do what he says, he's going to do it exactly as he says. Woo! Let's practice magnifying the Lord right now. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. The battle is the Lord's and the victory is ours. Come on, you praise and magnify the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Y'all got Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Did you misunderstand that? By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Ha, 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 ha. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Your mercy endures forever. Believe the Lord. Come on, believe his word. Now listen, we were just in Tulsa for a Rhema camp meeting and we went out to eat at a restaurant. And uh, there was about 10 of us, a few pastors, and we were all sitting there to eat at this restaurant that we have never gone to. We, we, we've been going there for 40 years. We have never been to that restaurant. <clears throat> we're at the table, and here comes the, the waitress in there. And so 
you know, we started talking a little bit, you know, here for Rama, and found out well, the waitress was a Rama student. Well, some of the other guy at the table, which is very unusual, he got the bill. I usually always get the bill, usually no competition. But I don't know how this guy got the bill. But he got the bill, but I like to make sure the waitress and taking care of, good tip. So <clears throat> she's walking around the table. She's a Rama student. So I said, I'd just like to give you a $100 bill. I said, this is not the tip. This person here will give you a tip, but this is just an extra one. <clears throat> so she just started being so thankful. She's like, thank you so much. She just so thank you. She is so thankful. She just kind of like, wow, she's just overwhelmed with thanks. And I thought, why? Well, because you did that, I'm going to give you another hundred. So I gave her another hundred. Well, when I gave her the other hundred, she's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I said, but, and then the other guy down the table, and because you're so thankful, so he gave her a hundred. Then another pastor gave her a hundred. Listen, then I said, well, I'm going to give you another hundred. And she's crying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, she got an $870 tip for that one meal, $870. We found out she, as a Rama student, that her dad was a pastor in Portland, Oregon, and I knew him. I, I didn't really know who he was. I, I knew him then. I said, oh, yeah, I know him. I preached up there. Oh, that's your daddy. How about that? Then we found out the week before, because of the, the virus, that uh, they had no business, so the restaurants closed most of the time. So she had no hours, so she had no money, and she cried and said, Lord, please, Lord, I'm asking you to meet my need. Then she totaled her car the week before. We didn't know that. We'd never even been to that restaurant. And the Lord sent us in there. I wonder what God's got arranged for you in your situation. The Lord sent us in there. Listen, the point I want you to get she actually told her boss. Her boss had just gotten saved and started going to Rama. Called Rama and said, "There's a bunch of preachers came down here and gave one of my waitresses eight hundred seventy dollars." And she's like, "That's a miracle." It's a it's a hilarious story. Anyway, <laughs> here's the point. I gave her a hundred dollars, but listen, there's a lot of different ways people receive a hundred dollars. Some people go. All right. But this lady, she went, thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. I am so thankful. And just, oh, and I could just see tears. Thank you. And I thought, well, because you did that, I'm going to give you another hundred. Then the other guy at the end said, and I'm going to give you a hundred. Then I said, I'm going to give you another hundred. Then the guy said, I'm going to give you a hundred. She got $870. If I would do that because she was so thankful. I wonder what the Lord would do for you. If you start saying, thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for all that you have done. I want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you for your mercy. I want to thank you in the morning. I want to thank you in the afternoon. I want to thank you at night. And the Lord said, I'm not just going to do that. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. Just because you're so thankful. I don't know you ought to outdo yourself saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. God said, I'm not only going to destroy your enemies, I'm going to turn this into a valley of blessing. 
and you're going to come out with silver and gold and blessing and prosperity. Recognize this season in your life. I said, recognize this season. Come on, let's praise him like I recognize this season right now. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for his goodness. Praise the Lord. I give thanks unto you, Lord. Come on, you're my redeemer. You're my healer. You're my provider. You're going to come out of this not with just one victory. You're going to come out with two, three, four, five, six victories. Look what the Lord has done. 